0: Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, and that was a piece of original music by my guest tonight, indie music pianist, Chris Goslow, and I want to thank all of you all for um, bearing with me yesterday. As, as most of y'all know, I, I did not have a show because um, we buried my mother yesterday, so I want to thank y'all for for bearing with me and being with us tonight, and Before we get started, I also want to say thank you, because each one of you all have kept this show going for two years, We had almost 134,000 listeners just on this show. Now, when we add all the podcasts that this show goes up on, we're heard in over 200 countries, and we're at over 200,000 listeners, and I want to thank you all for that. Now, there's two ways to get on the show. One, you can come on as a guest, like Chris has done, or you can become a sponsor for the show. Either way, contact me at off the at yahoo.com and I'll tell you how to do it. And before we get started with tonight's show, I need to um, run some sponsors by you that have become part of my radio family. Jay Traveler Pelton, who's been on this show, she has a, a uh, series out called the, the Oberlin Conspiracy. Well, the first in the book, is The Infant Conspiracy, which is available on Amazon as both a paperback and an ebook. book It starts a few years after rebooting The Oberlin's Left Off. Noel and Violet Oberlin spent their adult careers working special assignments for the U.S. government, a family tradition of service. After 40 years of espionage, all they wanted was a peaceful retirement in the country. And just as it seemed that dream might happen, an unplanned series of events forced their overachieving adult children to to return home to live with the folks. All four of them, driven out of their homes by different aspects of a government that had gone quite insane. Kai, a geneticist with Zanya, his wife, Gabriel, a bomb-expert-turned-nurse with their grandson, little Gabe, Jasmine, a forensic psychiatrist married to Scott, a CPA, all joined their little siblings still living at home. Micah, an autistic savant, and Serena, an artist, help the older siblings uncover a secretive group of people led by the Ice Lady, whose main goal appears to be to take the Earth's population down from 7 billion to 500 million within the next 10 years. Having infiltrated the governments of most developed countries and released an airborne anti-fertility virus, the Brotherhood succeeded in forcing a zero fertility rate. In the meantime... The economy of the U.S. tanked. the government sells all of its citizens who have debt into slavery within a system so harsh that civil disorder breaks out. Serenity Retreat Center is forced to become a slave labor camp, and the family is compelled into special service to save the center, their tribe, the United States, and humanity from extinction. If you thought retirement was simply about money, this book will change your mind. That's J. Traveler Pelton, The Infant Conspiracy. Now, I'll show another one of the sponsors for this show, author Diane Moat. And by the way, Australia, thank you very much because y'all are our biggest listening base and y'all helped Diane get to number one in sales in Australia. But she has a series called the Sam Holden series. And Sam Holden is a vigilante. The third book in the series has just been released, and Dog Bones, Sam's quest to avenge abused animals, is threatened when the FBI comes after her on one side, and the commissioner wants her dead on the other side. Will her double life be exposed? Will Sam be able to protect the animals, her friends, and herself? Check out Dog Bones by Diane Mode everywhere ebooks are sold. If you haven't started this series yet, be sure to begin Dog Bones by Diane Last but not least, author John Isaac Jones, he has written a book of short stories called Alabama Stories. This book is fun, it's exciting, it's educational, it's informative. It's written through the perspective of a 12-year-old boy in rural Alabama back in the late 50s, maybe early 60s, maybe mid-50s. It is absolutely amazing. That is John Isaac Jones, Alabama Stories. Now, I want to welcome the um, gentleman that wrote our opening song, Sweet at Home. He is absolutely an amazing music artist. His name is Chris Goslow. He's a multifaceted artist with a unique background and a broad musical reach. Hailing from Northern California, Chris is an active performer, songwriter, and composer who has delighted and inspired audiences for years with his creativity, versatility, and showmanship. His latest album, The Cherry Rainbow Piano Experience, I Can't Talk Tonight, is a lyrical collection of musical delights brought to life by piano and flute. Other released works include his eclectic collection of love songs, I Love You and Waterfall, original piano music, a collection of piano music meant to soothe and inspire. And I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we will be playing two other of his songs tonight, and his piano music does soothe and inspire. Like I told him before we went live, I have a movie in my head when I listen to his music. So without further ado, Chris, welcome to the show tonight, and thank you for being so patient while I got you on board here.
1: Absolutely, Yvonne. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: You are quite welcome. Now, what I normally like to do, because none of us are born grown, and very few of us are born with a a pen in our hand or a piano at our feet or a flute Mm -hmm. in our hands. Let's, let's go back into history a little bit. Tell me how you got here. What inspired you? Was this a journey you always wanted to do? Is there a collection of, of musicians, writers in your family, or was it something that just happened?
1: Okay. Great question. Well, I, you know, I, I say it has had to have started with seeing my dad play piano. And also he, when I was a kid, we, he rented us a piano, but he also had a synthesizer and he was a computer programmer, not a professional musician, but he was very creative and he would tinker around on the synthesizer and on the piano. And I saw him and I think that very early on i i just knew how much i wanted to learn to play and there was a moment when i was i don't know the exact age but it was pretty young when i just felt compelled like a strong compulsion inside of me that said that i needed to learn to play piano and uh more than just a you know simple desire it was like a compulsion and so while I did other things that little, little boys do, playing around, doing this and that. Um, had a lot of musical theater in my family, too, because we did musicals when I was at my school and played baseball and whatnot. But piano just was there, you know, in the back of my mind. And by the time I was 12, it just started to take a, take a lot more importance in me. And, um, and then I never looked back. I went to um, Arts High School in San Francisco, uh, a school of the arts there, sort of like the, in that movie Fame, that sort of school. I also went to the San Francisco Conservatory for uh, piano lessons and uh, in, in college, graduate, uh, you know, um, majored in music. And, and I just was pretty much all about music and have never looked back. So it really wasn't a question by adulthood so, so- of what I was doing.
0: So let me ask you this. As with anything, any craft that we do, anything that we do in life, it takes a discipline. It takes a discipline to run this show. It takes a discipline for me to write. It takes a discipline to work a job. How hard was it for you to be disciplined enough to master the craft not just learn to play anybody can learn to play an an instrument but to be able to master the piano to make it do the things that you needed it for to it to do and to be creative once you learned the mundane things like the scales four and five hours a day how hard was it to be disciplined to do all of that
1: maybe when I was really young there was a lot of other distractions you know when I was 12, 13, 14. But by the time I got into high school, because of how things worked out, um, it really wasn't so much. It was it was almost like that was my saving grace. Piano was kind of like my best friend at times when, for whatever reason, um, I kind of withdrew from a lot of other people. And I would say I wasn't that socially great in high school and wasn't, you know, I was, pro- I guess, pretty awkward or sensitive or something. And I was also an um, academic kind of perfectionist, so I worked all the time, I studied all the time, and then I did music all the time. So in a way, it wasn't so hard because for whatever reason, I didn't really have much of a a social life. And so it's almost like piano adopted me, and I just went with it. But there were times when it was, you know, I remember being, you know, a teenager and just realizing it was a lot of practicing and, you know, I just kept at it. And that could be tedious. That could be tiresome. But um, it's almost like I feel like I didn't really have a choice. Maybe this was my choice.
0: That makes sense. Because anything that we choose to do in life and we're dedicated to it, it does not become drudgery it becomes something that feeds our soul something that drives us to exceed even our expectations would that be a true statement
1: absolutely i mean it's it feels like my wife says that it's like the piano it just my my fingers and the piano just kind of become one she she has told me this and in a way you know that that feels like the truth i mean just that I'm very much at home with it, and it, it, it does feed my soul and I think maybe expresses something that people hear from, from a, a deep place, I like to think, you know.
0: So. In other words, if you couldn't spend time on the piano, not just, not just playing for the sake of playing, but creating and becoming one with the music it would become difficult, I think, for you to get through the day. It would it would create a, a black hole, so, so to speak, because it's like feeding a hungry man. You have to have that.
1: Well, it, there are days where I don't necessarily play piano, but it's that connection with the creative outlet has basically become expanded into my entire life. Um I do spend a lot of time where I might be, you know, writing or thinking or, um, you know, maybe writing lyrics or composing piano or obviously teaching and performing. Um, And yet it's like it's all one big, um, I don't know, maybe prayer or, you know, something that satisfies me. And it comes out in these different ways, but I do think that it started on a deep level with, the piano as this kind of calling that I went for yeah.
0: well it, it comes through in your music it the emotion within the deepness of your soul it, it I hear it I feel it it makes me have all these emotions that normally I wouldn't have so that tells me that it's it's like writing. When when I write a book, I don't just sit down and write a book. There's like you say, there's research, there's composing. That is all part of it. And if I'm not doing something that has to do with that, it's it's aggravating. And in your music, your finished product. It it shows the depth of, of what you do and how you do it. And with that, I'm going to play, ladies and gentlemen, The Bravest Kitten. This is the sweetest piece. Hold on. indie pianist chris guslow chris tell me about that piece of music because this is what i see in my eyes as soon as the music starts i see this little kitten and he is trying to decide if he's going to go out into the big brave world and chase that butterfly or if he's going to hop out and then hop back and then hop out and then hop back and then finally get really, really brave and jump like he's going to jump on the butterfly. And the butterfly flies away, so he has to start all over.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not so far off. I mean, he's named after our cat. Um, Lulu is the name of our cat, the name my wife gave gave him. Um, Lulu is a amazing little cat. I, I still have never met a cat like him. And sure, the title is hard to prove, of course, Bravest Kitten <laughs> in the World. But what I always liked about him was his just sort of complete gumption. And this, he's very much an alpha cat, but he can be a very cute and social and friendly cat in his own way, as long as you don't ever try to pet him when he doesn't want to be pet or something. But he very much <laughs> lives on his own terms. And even when 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 my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, first got him, he um, would just um, he was like the alpha cat over the, his much older brother by that time, whom she'd had for many years. And she actually found him at a yard when she was on a job, I, maybe something related to her photojournalism, because she's a photojournalist and photographer. And she found him, and he was he was not being uh, maybe he was a. Either a stray or or an unwanted cat at the time, and she kind of adopted him, and he just has a very um, kind of kind of courageous quality. And you know, for example, in the middle of our parties, he's uh, right in the middle, talking. You know, right as if he wants to be right there. It doesn't matter how many people are there. And uh, I guess that just struck me. And when I wrote this piece of music, I actually did not think of the cat at first. It was my wife who wanted some kind of music, uh, some new piece of music. And then I wrote this piece of music and then, cause she, um, would often, you know, right. Uh, she's a photographer. She'll put together slideshows and then ask me for some music, which is how some of this music got to be. And this was one of them as well. And then when I thought about the, the, the title, that's when the cat came to mind. So it's kind of funny how that is. We don't always know and kind of the titles can reveal themselves. And that's how that's it happened. True. And ever ever since, when I perform, people see the cat, and they they can see it visually. And it's it's always been kind of perfect. But in a way, it's almost like I didn't pick the title. It's almost like it just picked me in a way.
0: Sort of like the kitty cat picked your wife.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so.
0: Well, I that 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 piece of me, it is so uplifting and so happy. It, it's a happy yeah. piece of music and it makes one feel good when one listens to it and it, it's soothing and when I heard it the other day I'm going, this thing is going to get stuck in my mind and I'm not going to be able to shut it off and it's going to drive me crazy because it's just that uh-huh. kind of, of piece of music. I absolutely adore it. So hey, what kind? Wonderful. Of, when when You're teaching, before the show we were talking about that you also teach, do you find it that when you're teaching adults versus children that sometimes it can be more difficult teaching an adult versus a child? Because adults kind of, as as we get older, they start closing their minds off to new things and, and kind of get set in their ways, whereas a child they'll soak it all up because they want to know it all yesterday. So do you find it rather difficult teaching adults?
1: Well, you know, funny, uh, Yvonne, you know, you've heard that expression, you know, try to make how, how do you make God laugh? You tell him your plans. Um, <laughs> you know, I never thought to myself, wow, I want to teach adults. In fact, in college, I, I wouldn't have even said I wanted to teach period, but uh, it sort of just worked out that way. And what I found early on was that actually, contrary to how it might seem, I really like working with adults. I just Something about it, maybe it's the the fact that we can talk or the, the knowing that they're there because they really want to learn music or maybe it's something, some spiritual reason I don't even understand. But um, I feel that it just works for me. Uh, so I haven't found them to be difficult, especially, you know, I mean, obviously in any group of people, there could be people that are closed-minded, but any adult who is going to play piano is has got to be an exception to that because it takes a lot of open-mindedness to learn. So I've really found that that's the case with my students, you know, and they, they love learning and they want to learn. In some cases they either never got the chance to play or they never got the chance to enjoy it because maybe as children they didn't enjoy it. And now as adults, they want to do it.
0: That's a good point. That's a very good point. And that brings me to my next question, and that is there is an art to learning to play the piano. Anybody can sit down and go through the motions and hit the right keys. But to, to really make the piano speak to someone and, and to really feel that music one has to learn the art of playing that piano. Would that be a true statement?
1: I think so, yeah. I mean, there's a skill factor. You have to acquire skills in order to communicate through any medium and piano, too.
0: You have to be able to bring that, whoever's listening to you mentally and emotionally into the music with you. I know I watched my aunt play for years, and every time we would get a house full of company at my grandmother's house, everybody wanted to to hear my aunt play the piano, and I would watch their faces, and it was like they had been transformed into another universe. You could hear a pin drop between Mm -hmm. the notes because nobody, nobody breathed, much less moved. And when it was over, it took a moment for him to come back down to earth because they they were up on a higher plane with her music.
1: Hmm. That's wonderful. That's a great description.
0: And 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 that's that's what I get with your music. I didn't want that piece to end because it 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 was so interesting and and I was watching that kitten in my mind play and. <laughs> And chasing that butterfly. And I just wanted it to go <laughs> off and on and on. <laughs> Wonderful. Now yeah. not only not only do you play, but we briefly talked about your composing. What makes yeah. you compose the pieces you pose? Like the 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 all right, let's go back to um the bravest kitten in the world. I know your wife wanted you to compose some music for her slideshows, but it, it there's an art form to composing music as well, because you can't just put a bunch of notes down and expect it to sound good. Yeah. One has to know which notes to hit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, some things are mysterious, you know, why, why we can do things that we can do. And, all I know is as, as a child I really felt that I had music inside that I could that I could express and I I wanted to. And so it's sort of been a lifelong journey to to do that. And um, so when I ended up writing The Bravest Kitten in the World, I um I it's well, my wife she called it a waterfall. The ability of me to, to bring forth music. And that's, that ended up being the title for my first album um, because of that, the waterfall, the idea of, we have a lyric, uh, a creative reservoir inside of us. Some of us, uh, you know, creative types or, or maybe all of us have something inside that can come out or wants to come out like a in, in intuition or something. And for me, obviously it's been music. And um, I can sort of tap into it. And in this case, this, uh, my wife had uh, played me some music from a composer. Um, it might have been Displat, uh, Alexandra Desplat, who's written a lot of um, film music. Uh, this one score from One Piece, and it wasn't at all like this music. But she said I'd like something like this. And then I just thought about it, and then I trusted my instinct, and I wrote a very, very different type of piece. <laughs> which is this piece, and very whimsical, and, and I don't even recall that being whimsical at all, but it just sort of ended up like that. So what I'd say is a little bit of inspiration, a lot of internal you know guidance, a lot of training, of course, because I've you know, learned music, and I'd say there's a classical music influence as well in that piece and probably a lot of my music because I studied classical music for a while. And at the end of the day... Once I set my mind to something, I, can, I come up with music, and you know, and I, and I feel blessed that that's true.
0: Well, let me ask you this. As, as a writer, there are voices in my head that, that, write my, that write my stories. If I try to write what I think the story should be, one or two things happens. The, the voices either shut up and go away or they fight with me. And I can't write anything because they're screaming in my head. And my question to, to you is, as a composer, do you find that you have all of these different compositions fighting for attention at, at any given time?
1: Well, to me, it's, I think, I wouldn't say that I feel that they're fighting for attention, but it's almost like they're always available. There's always something, maybe like that waterfall analogy. You know, today I was actually um, at a rehearsal for uh, actually musical comedy, which is something I've started to meet people, comedians who, who do musical comedy here in Sacramento. And I've just started working with them a little bit. So I was sitting in on the rehearsal and I played along with them. So would, like, give them, you know, the accompaniment the that then they make up their funny songs with. And um, I was sitting there, and it was funny because as we were just rehearsing, and, and they would say, the director would say, okay, here's a prompt. Like, think of a supermarket. And then suddenly they're singing a song about being in a supermarket. And as this happened, I got little inspirations. Like, for example... Um, I want something dark right now. This is going to be a minor key, or this one's going to be kind of bluesy. And I heard a little bit of a spark inside of me, like some little idea, and then I went with it. And so it's sort of like that. To me, it's about being available when inspiration strikes. So I always have my phone ready. You know, if I if I sit down or, or my recorder as well, uh, my digital recorder, and I'll record what I'm pl- whatever comes to me. I'm a imp- I'm very improvisational, you know. I'll come up with ideas and it'll it'll flow kind of flow through me, and then I'll go back later and see what I've got. In many cases, so I would feel I would say it's more of that inspiration. It doesn't feel like fighting, but um, I also am very easygoing about it, and I'm always open, you know, to a to a new idea, and I love it. I love getting inspired. So. Well, before we go,
0: be, before we go to break, um, can't, we didn't talk about "Sweet at Home," which was the opening song. Tell me about that song, the, because when I opted to play that one as the opening song, it it seemed right. It it, it struck a chord with me. Where did that song come from?
1: Yeah, I, I feel the same way about that song. I feel blessed to have written that song. It's almost like it takes me. Um, I was actually with family uh, in San Francisco. My dad and stepmom live in San Francisco. and It was a few years ago, and I was I was with my wife as well. We dro- drove to San Francisco, and it might have been for my dad's birthday party, and uh, we were just hanging out in the living room, which he has a grand piano there, and um, I got the idea that ended up being Sweet at Home, and I remember having this very... Um, warm feeling of happiness, being with family and uh, hanging with family. And then I had my phone. So when I got the idea, I just pressed record on my phone, and I played about 25 seconds of what ended up being, you know, the, uh, the repeated pattern of Sweet at Home. And um, the feeling behind it was what allured, was so alluring to me. There was a sense of beauty and a, of, of calmness and peace. Um, Just like the title Sweet at Home, I think hopefully implies. And I just wanted to capture that feeling that I had in that moment. And thankfully, like I said, I did record, you know, a few seconds of it. And later on, I went back and expanded it into a whole composition.
0: Well, it is a beautiful, beautiful piece of music, and it just—it—it it just seems so right to open the show with that piece of music. And—and and I am grateful you sent it to me, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Yvonne Mason, with off the chain with my ghost with my ghost with my guest, indie pianist Chris Goslow. And—and and if, if you haven't heard his music, I'm telling you, this man—he is. So gifted, he is such a blessing and a gift from God, and I'm so grateful that he is with us tonight. We will return shortly after we pay some bills. Horses see ghosts, a new poetry book by Gannot Wise. It's been called poetry for the rest of us. Amazon. Do you have cougars on your porch swing? Ah! Are horses your new best friend?
1: Do your nicest shoes get buried knee-deep in snow as your toes turn blue? Are you bothered by wolves at your woodpile?
0: No, not that kind of wolf. Join wildlife artist and author Nancy Quinn and her family as they discover an exciting new life in Go West, Young Woman,
1: a true Montana adventure, available online and in bookstores or... Visit quinwildlifeart.com for a personalized signed copy. Critics
0: agree, it's a hoot.
1: A struggling city, its beloved baseball team, an antique camera, and photos from that camera that bear an image from the pit of hell, an entity only a select few can see. Journalism professor Buddy Cullen is determined to track this demon down. But who is the hunter and who is the prey? And who will be the next target of mankind's mortal foe? Mortal Foe, available at Amazon.com.
0: Hi, this is Winona and Jade inviting you to join us and our wonderful guest on the And I Thought Woman's Cave podcast on Blog Talk Radio to learn more about our books, the And I Thought series, and the Misfit Guide. They're available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com. Or just to see what your ladies are up to, you can find all of that out on www.andwethought.com. So peace and love from Winona and Jade and our books. (laughs) You're so silly. You're silly. Remember like that? that. That's funny. Remember to visit us at andwethought.com. The year,
1: 1888. The place, London's East End. Dead and mutilated bodies are popping up all over, from Stamford to Whitechapel. Jack the Ripper is leaving his mark, and the city's on edge. Yvonne Mason is back with a tale of murder and millinery. The Rhodes Hat Factory is booming while the body count rises. Why now? How are these hats connected? Has the Hatter gone mad? Mad Hatter, Yvonne Mason. Available now on Amazon.com.
0: And we are back. This is your host, Yvonne Mason. This is Off the Chain with my guest. Pianist Chris Goslow Not as he just He's not just a pianist Ladies and gentlemen He is I want to say An angel from God Because his music is so Moving and so Soothing And tells such stories I am so honored that he is with us tonight So I want to ask you Chris Um, A gentleman by the name of Alex Cosper with the Sacramento Press, he stated it very well in his um, statement about you. He says, the indie world is a vast terrain of forgettable names trying to resist the status quo while sometimes ironically falling into conformity with certain movements. But Chris Goslow stands out because he certainly is not trying to fit into any prefabricated mold or subgroup by blazing his own trail he has the opportunity of creating his own niche, which is the precise key to success in the internet era. My goodness, he nailed it about you, my friend.
1: yeah, thank you. I hadn't heard that in a little while that's. A- Great quote, I
0: love it. Well, um, and he's he's right.
1: Well, because well, thank your you. music,
0: well, you your. I listen to a lot of music. I've heard a lot of music in my lifetime. And your ability to take and compose piano music and make it tell a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end is something that a lot of people can do.
1: Hmm. Yeah, well, thank you. You
0: um, are quite welcome.
1: <laughs> you know, it's, I just, I feel blessed, you know, to have the abilities that I have. And, and I just obviously want to, um, just make good use of them. And, um, you know, why, why does, why do things happen the way they do? I I don't know, but I do know that um, I wouldn't have it any other way for myself, and I feel that one thing that I've always done is I've kept things very simple, and I, and I, and I, I think I lead a, a life that allows me to stay in touch with inspiration, and I have a wonderful wife, and that, is one, you know, that helps a lot. And we have two great cats and, you know, they're a little crazy as cats are, but we've already talked about them, but you know, we have, and I keep things simple. I I don't know. I, and because I, I have time to think and time to reflect and time to, I think, receive inspiration. And, and I think that that's important Um, when you talk about having your own niche, sort of like being willing to go to be authentic and, and not, do something that you think other people want or something, but 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 responding, hearing the call that is personal to you. And I, I'd i like to think that I do that and, and aim to do that.
0: Well, and you do, and you're right. You know, and if you just threw compositions out there that just to get them out there, you would not, stand head and shoulders above other artists out there that are trying to make a name for themselves. And what makes you stand out is the fact that you dare to be different. And I love it. You're a man after my own heart. Not only do you march to your own drummer, you march to your own piano music. And it it shows in in the in the composition and in the playing of it and in the listening of it you know, how we interpret music is just as important as how one composes it. And the interpretation that I get was the same as the way you composed it, which is wonderful. I love it.
1: Mm. Wonderful. Thank you. I, you know, I, I appreciate talking to you as well, Yvonne. I love the way, I mean, talking on this conversation, it feels like you really understand, you know, everybody's different, but, you're allowing me to talk about these things, and I don't always get a chance to in this way. So I appreciate that as well. I feel like I'm talking to a kindred spirit.
0: Well, see, that's why we call it off the chain, because as as an artist in my own right, in, in the writing world, and, and growing up with with music and with books and with the love of arts like I did, it is important able to express what makes them artists and this is what i tell people anybody can put pen to paper anybody can put notes on a piece of paper but it takes that special kind of someone to take that composition and breathe life into it and to make it unforgettable and that's what you have done and and i think part of it is the fact that you're within her own mind, anybody can go and take a photograph but it takes that special kind of person to be able to compose that photograph to where it's memorable and your wife Mm. understands that and i think she encourages you which makes it even better for you
1: yeah definitely
0: i want to play this last piece of music because ladies and gentlemen it 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 is, I, I can't explain it. I just have to play it because it is wonderful. It's called Winter Glass. was Winter Glass by my guest, the wonderful classic pianist, Chris Goslow. Chris, I'm sorry, I got a frog in my throat because as I'm listening to this piece, this is what it reminds me of. One is waiting for the end of their journey and they are reflecting and winter is coming. And as they complete their journey, the glass that they're looking through is frosted, and it shatters, and they're free to fly to their heavenly home.
1: I like that. And
0: because I just, like I said at the beginning of the show, we buried my mother yesterday who died from a broken heart because we lost my father Mm. three years ago. And I Mm. was looking for a piece of music to put to a video to honor Mm. them. And if you don't mind, may I use this piece of music?
1: Absolutely, Yvonne.
0: Thank you. I don't cry very easily, but that piece moved me in a way that I can't explain. So I will collect This is what I'm talking about When when I said that you have This God-given ability To Create vision And tell stories With your compositions That entire Two minute and 52 second piece Told an entire story Of one's life Mm. And the end of one's life I don't know if that's what you when you composed it if that is what you had in mind or even how far off the mark I am but that is what struck me when I heard it and it's a beautiful beautiful piece of music
1: yeah well Yvonne that's the beauty of music it has so much um, application to our lives no matter where what's going on you know that and, is uh, true and I, I wrote that piece, that was from my first album, Waterfall, and I wrote that the first year I was I met my wife, my my then girlfriend. And uh but I was you know, I I was it felt like I was thawing from a long cold winter, you might say. And I'm and I'm not trying to be Overly romanticized, but it really did feel that way in a way, and so when I wrote that music and other pieces, it was the 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 warmth of love in my soul, I guess, after uh you know you know like all of us, we have you know you can go through hard times and whatnot and and I feel that I was channeling a sort of sense of new peace, but on the other hand, there's that winter aspect to it It was like i when I say new peace, like peace in my soul, that's what I mean. <laughs> So it's all of that. It's a bit of wistful, and it's about love as well, and joy, and the promise of spring, maybe. But right now, we're kind of in that glass of winter. I love it. That of all those pieces,
0: that one is my favorite okay. because that is today. I mean, it could change tomorrow, but that there's something mm. that that in that piece that not only would soothe the savage beast, but it it would probably touch the coldest heart out there and, like you say, thaw it and melt it because it, it carries so much emotion. There's, like you say, the thawing of your winter, the ending of my mother's winter because she's going to be with my dad, and it, it all accumulates into this shattering of glass that we're free.
1: mm yeah, yeah.
0: And that, that very last one was that, to me, was that sharing of that glass and, and, and clearly and spring right there, and and you can just fly out and, and be warm again.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, now that I've gotten all emotional over here, ladies and gentlemen, which I don't normally do, so y'all just please forgive me, but that that. That music touched me in a way that most things don't. So you see, my friend, you have a gift that I hope you never give up, that you keep inspiring others, that you keep teaching, that you keep putting your soul, because a piece of you goes into every piece you compose, and it shows. And you keep doing that for many, many, many long years.
1: Mm. Well, thank you, Yvonne. Really appreciate that.
0: Now, and thank you what, for
1: having me on this show. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Well, I want you to come back, when, and and we'll play yeah. some more music and talk some more because we're her, we're heard in over two hundred countries. And and mm. you will get a following on this show. So I want you to come back, give send me some more music. We'll play some more music. We'll talk about the music. And we'll talk about where you are and what's going on. And, and I love the idea of you doing comedy improv. That just, <laughs> we, we have to really talk about that in depth next time. But our, our hour, believe it or not, is almost up. Yeah. So would you tell the folks where your music can be found, where you can be found, so that they can go and download your music and enjoy it as much as as I have tonight.
1: Absolutely. So the easiest way to um, download the music and hear hear some of it a little more is at chrisgoslowmusic.com. dot com. That's spelled Chris C H R I S. Goslow spelled like go slow G O S L O W. Music. dot com and uh you'll find it there the you'll find uh first of all my latest album which is the cherry rainbow piano experience which two of the pieces that you played tonight are from that
0: let me ask you this can they also find your music on like reverb nation or or cd baby or amazon or itunes
1: oh absolutely um waterfall you will find that you've some of my music is on itunes spotify uh the latest piano album i've not i've not put on there but you so at this point you can get it directly from me but you can find me on those other online platforms for sure and you're also on facebook right yes of course facebook chris goslow um i have an artist page and a personal page so you If you add me, just tell me, you know, you heard me on this show, and I'll look forward to being friends.
0: And, and ladies and gentlemen, you want to friend him on Facebook because you're going to want to know where this young man's going, what new pieces he's got out. Because I'm going to tell you, pretty soon he's going to be too busy to talk to us.
1: <laughs> yes, just gonna well, be I out- hope I'm, I'm- I hope I'm never too busy to talk with someone like yourself. It's always great to talk to a genuine artistic supporter and artist yourself. Yvonne.
0: Oh, 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 honey, you, you have won my heart over. It's be still my beating heart as, as an artist, you, you have the world at your feet. I look to see your name at Carnegie hall one of these days.
1: Well, thank you very much.
0: And usually people don't tell me no. Usually when I say things like that, it begins to happen. So just be prepared, my young friend. You will be playing at Carnegie Hall and Tails one of these days.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. It, when that happens, um, I'm going to reserve you a spot. A seat oh, you're
0: there. so kind. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. So you well, will come back next year? Promise me you'll come
1: back. Absolutely. Absolutely, Yvonne.
0: Okay, I'll send you some dates and by then you and you can send me a couple of new songs and and we'll talk and and listen to music and talk about the music and you can make me cry again. You're one of the few people that can do that.
1: <laughs> it's, an, it's an honor. Thank you. <laughs>
0: You are welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of our show. And as you all all know, at the end of every show, I, I say a few things of inspiration because I believe in them. And one of those things is people will forget your name. They will forget what you look like, but they will never, ever, ever forget how you make them feel. We're all on a journey and we all have hills and valleys and we all have ups and downs and we all have bends in the road. And some days, those bends in the roads get a little bit trying. So when you're out and about and someone that you're dealing with may not be very pleasant, try to understand from their perspective. Maybe they're not well. Maybe they've had a death in their family. Maybe they have a sick child. Maybe they're sick themselves. Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe... They're having financial difficulties. Maybe they didn't sleep at night. Whatever it is, if you just smile at them, if you find one thing about them that you can say something good about, you will change their whole day and they will never forget you for it. Also, if you want to achieve greatness, ladies and gentlemen, and that goes from being a garbage collector to an astronaut, if you want to achieve greatness, do not ask permission because when you ask permission, people will not give it to you. Just go out and do it. Do what Chris did. Just do it. Because great things happen to those who go out and try to, no, don't try, do it. But go out and achieve greatness. We are not successful by the amount of money we make. We are successful because we love what we do. Think about that. No man who dies carries his money with him. You will be remembered for the way you treat others and the passion with the way that you live life. So with that, I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us tonight. We will be back Wednesday night to start a new week at 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Time. And I want to thank my guest, Chris Goslow one of the most wonderful pianists I've ever heard in my entire life. And I expect to see him at Carnegie hall and Chris, I want to thank you, my dear for joining me tonight. And I can't wait for you to come back to see what you send me.
1: Thank you so much, Yvonne. It's been a pleasure.
0: You are quite welcome. And when this show goes up into archives, I will post on my page, and I will also tag you in it so you can put it on your pages. And tomorrow when it goes up on the podcast that I put it up on, I'll also put that link up and tag you so that you can post that so that you can share it with everybody. Because I'm telling you, you are destined for greatness, my
1: friend. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, dear. And I'll send you some dates for the new show. Wonderful. All right, sweetie. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. Good night.